Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you're about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. Well, go ahead and turn your Bible to Matthew chapter 7. I'm going to be preaching for the next few weeks about being foundationally strong. Foundationally strong. It's important that we have a strong foundation as men and women that serve Jesus Christ. Now, we know that Jesus is the foundation for our life. And upon that foundation, well, we know that we build our life. We build the church. We build, just like Jesus even told Peter, upon this revelation, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. Well, what was that revelation? What was that understanding? That Jesus was the Messiah. Come on. And so there is already a foundation that has been laid But now we got to build a strong building. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, it says this. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Who hears these words and does them. So notice there's a difference between someone that just hears and someone that hears but does or do. We got to be, just like James chapter 1 says, to be a doer of the word of God. We can't just be hearers only lest we be deceived, but we must also apply it within our life. Amen? And it says, and the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. Come on, how many of you today feel like that house? You feel like the rains have been coming. You feel like the wind has been coming. You feel like all hell is against you. You feel like the attack of the enemy is coming closer and closer, and it's defeating you. How many of you feel like that today? Can I tell you right now that you have a far greater testimony, and that is in the name of Jesus. That is in the blood of the Lamb, and that is what he has already done for you through salvation. See, if salvation was enough today, we already have everything. If you were to die today and go to heaven, can I tell you that that is not a a bad thing, but that is not a consequence, that is a reward of what God has done for you. You are promised eternal life today. Come on. That should make you want to shout and praise. Don't worry about what you're going through. Don't allow the situation and circumstance because how big it may be in the natural, can I tell you, it's small in the spiritual because you serve a God that had defeated all spirit beings, that defeated demons, that defeated devil, the Satan himself. Come on. This is who you serve. But we, for some reason, And it's because of a lack of understanding, I know. But we allow ourselves to be dominated and defeated by Satan. Can I tell you today that you no longer have to live that way? It says the rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on the house. But what happened? It did not fall. Come on, today we're not falling. Today we are standing strong. Today we are standing in knowing and understanding in the revelation of who Jesus Christ is. You can't do it on your your own self. You're right, you won't be able to, but you can do it through him. Come on, you can't do it on your ability, but thank God for the grace that has saved you through the faith that you had in that grace. See, grace was a gift, but faith took your part to believe in what his part did. Come on, it wasn't through your ability, but it was through your ability to believe in his ability. You won't be able to do it on your own because you can only go so far. You are limited as a human natural being, but through the power of the presence of God and through the power of his word and through the Holy Spirit, you can do a lot. Amen? It says it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. It had been founded on the rock. 
and everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them, now this is the opposite, will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and they beat against the house. Well, what happened? It fell. So there are two different types of builders. There are ones that build their house on rock, and then there's ones that build their house on sand. See, Jesus is showing an illustration of two different types of builders. Each house looked the same from the outside. Oh, man, that would preach right there. It looked the same from the outside. I mean, we got a lot of people that look the part, that play the part, but what's in the inside accounts. It's what's in the intent of their heart. Remember, the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing between soul and spirit, between bone and marrow, showing the true intentions of a man's heart. That's why a lot of people don't want to go to the word because it cuts, it hurts, it corrects. But can I tell you, it will also instruct, it will also teach, and it will help you to be able to go through what you are going through. Come on, we are Christians, and we have to begin to live at the level that we have been called unto or saved into. You are alive in Christ. You are the righteousness of God. You are heirs of God. You are his dear children. I mean, you are made in his workmanship. You are seated with Christ. You are his. And it says that each house looked the same from the outside, but the foundation of their life is usually hidden and is only proven in the storm. The storm's for a reason. It proves who you are. It proves what's in you. It proves whether or not that there's faith working in you. It proves whether or not that you are of his and not of this world. When the storm comes, because it will come, come on, but the Bible says to count it all joy when you fall into various trials or diverse temptations. Count it all joy knowing that it will produce patience within your life. There is need for the things that you go through. Now, I know you don't want to go through anything, but if you never went through anything, you would never be able to use and apply God's word within your life. Faith would be no, there'd be no reason to have faith because we're not supposed to be just getting spiritually fat and full of knowledge and understanding and never see it utilized. No, we have to use what we know. Can I get an Amen. See, the wise and the foolish men are both engaged in doing the same thing. They're trying to achieve the same design. Both of them are building houses. Both of them are preserved in a building. Both of them have finished their houses. See, the likeness between them is very similar. But there's a difference. One is on rock, the other is on sand. When the storm came, when the winds blew and beat upon the house of sand, it fell. See, it is better that we test the foundation of our life now rather than later. Where are you today when it comes to what you believe in? It's better right now to look at yourself and say, where am I right now? Rather than later, because what if later happens, but the battle's already too big to fight? What if later happens and you don't know how to defeat what you're up against? Right now, when life seems good, come on. Oh, man, there's nothing going on right now. I'm perfectly fine. Everything's great. This is the time where you prepare. 
This is a time of preparing yourself for what is ahead. But maybe right now you might be in a fighting for your life. This is where you got to stand. This is where you got to take your place in Jesus and begin to declare his word over your life and over your family. Amen? Don't want to jump ahead yet. The Bible says this. Everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, and does not do them, meaning there's going to be a lot of people that hear but don't do it. And that's a sad reality. It's a very sad reality that we live in. There's going to be a lot of people that will come on a Sunday morning that have been coming for years upon years and hear and hear, and they'll get prideful and arrogant, lose all sense of humility, and they'll say, I know it all. I've seen people like that. But they are constantly being defeated. They're constantly dealing with the same issues. They are constantly never advancing. They're constantly never growing, never doing anything for God. It's because all they're doing is hearing. Hearing's good, but you got to use what you hear. You got to use it. Because we are not here just to be a church that just sits around and has fellowship in a community club. Can I tell you that right now? This isn't a members-only club. No, this is, hey, guess what? We are just like you. We are on the pursuit of knowing Jesus Christ. Let me walk with you. Let me show you what I know. Let me show you how good God's been. See, this is why it's important for you to get a testimony of how God has saved you, how God has changed you, and you need to rehearse it. You need to get down to the T to where you can talk to people about it. It's important that when people come to you that it's not just talking about sport, not just talking about everyday things, but you can talk about Jesus Christ changing you and transforming you. Everyone has to have a testimony within their life so they can declare it and decree it and begin to speak it to people when they're around people. You know, what would happen if the Holy Ghost said, go talk to that person? Would you be prepared? Would you be ready? When you mean, why would he do that? Why would he send me to a place where I'm not prepared? Well, he would, I promise you. See, the Bible says that he will test you by fire. Now, we know when you read this passage of Scripture in 1 Corinthians, it talks about how the house was built on gold, silver, and precious gems, and the other one was wood, hay, and, thank you, stubble. And it said that the testing of fire will show whose you are. There's a day of fire. Come on. And it's going to prove who you are. So today my question to you is, what are you building your house on? What are you building your house on? See, the foundation being Jesus is what we build upon. Come on. The foundation being Jesus. Let me ask you this question, or let me say a statement to you. The foundation we build will determine the strength of the house. The structure is only good as the foundation, right? Any builders in the house? Anyone's had a house built? Come on, you know you can't build a house on a structure that's cracked and broken, right? You got to relay the concrete. See, the same way the foundation we build will determine the strength of the house, let's use this. The foundation you build will determine the strength of your church. The foundation you build will determine the strength of your family. The foundation that you build will determine the strength of your kids. The foundation that you build will determine the strength of your own personal life. So we know that we have to build ourselves upon 
one foundation, and that man is Jesus Christ. It can't be upon any other thing. It can't be on a philosophy of Jesus. It can't be upon an ideology of Jesus. you got to be very careful in the day and age that you live in right now because you can easily get confused and be led astray by every wind of doctrine because there's a lot of different doctrines out there that will indoctrinate you if you are not careful. There's a lot of different movements going on called woke Christianity, called deconstruction, called critical theory. There's different things that you need to be mindful of so that you are not led astray and led into this thinking that is far from the word of God. Be careful what you watch on TikTok. Be careful what you watch on Instagram and Facebook. Be careful what you type in Google. This is a word of caution. This isn't fear. It's a word of caution. This is why it's important to be planted in the house of God and then hear the teaching and the instruction that's coming from the pulpit and coming from the place where God has called you to be because that will help build you and train you to know the word and be able to understand and be able to have clarity rather than being confused all the time. We don't need any more confused Christians. We need Christians that have a clear understanding of who they are in Jesus Christ, what they have in Jesus, how they can live it out in this world. So today, if you are full of confusion, if today you do not know what you have, can I tell you today, plant deeper. Plant deeper. Come to the 5 p.m. Our Pursuit class, and you'll learn about the power of the church today. Well, that's one hour of my time. You're right, it is. And it's going to cause maybe you to change your uh, time around. It's going to cause you to change your schedule around. But can I tell you, that one hour will change you. It will help you. You know, there was a time when people used to go to church all day Sunday. Now, for some reason, in this new day and age, we've, we work on Sundays still. See, We don't just add God to our life. He is our life. Don't get it twisted. It's not just a part of us. No, we are a part of him. It's not just the pastor that just gives his whole life to it. It's his church. It's his body. It's his people. Everything else falls around it. Everything else. I came from a home where my dad worked a 12-hour day job. But somehow he was still at church on a Wednesday night, Sunday morning, and a Sunday night. He was going to prayer on a Friday, and he was going to outreaching on a Saturday morning. I don't know how he did it. I couldn't tell you. But I just remember the commitment that he had. Was he tired? I guarantee you he was tired. Did he miss times when to be with the family? I guarantee you. But honestly, he didn't because the whole family went. We were together, all of us, in the house of God. This is what we did as a family. It wasn't a part of us or a thing we did. It was who we were. It transformed my family. I wouldn't be here in this place, on this pulpit, if that wasn't the case. You wouldn't be here if it wasn't the case. Can I tell you today that we cannot be Christians that are on one side or the other, or sorry, that are in the middle. We have to be either hot or cold. There's no in between. The foundation matters, and that foundation for us today as a church is Jesus. So when we have an understanding that the foundation matters, We need to understand some of the truths that we have as Christians. Today, I'm going to start with one, and I'm not going to be able to even get into any of it, really. It's fine. But notice at the end of Matthew 7, in verse 28, this is what they said. And when Jesus finished the sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching, for he was teaching as one who had authority and not as their scribes. He was one teaching 
to them that had authority. Can I tell you today that Jesus ministered, he taught, and he performed miracles with authority. And that same authority that he had when he was on this earth is in you. Come on, say it's in me. See, in order to understand some foundational truths in our life, we got to go to the Word. Because the Word of God is what we base our life on. Today, you wouldn't be a Christian without the Word of God. There's a lot of people right now trying to disprove the Word of God apart from Jesus. You can't. The Word of God and God and Jesus are the same. They are one. You can't take one or the other, and you can't try to disprove. Take some time and take a study on the Bible. You'll see how close the Bible and the actual transcripts and when the letters were really written in the time, how close the time period of how we have copies of those. There's only by a couple hundred years. But then when you get writers from like Greek writing, it's like 1,500 years. Is this making sense? If not, I'll, I'll explain it even more. You know, when they found the Dead Sea Scrolls, it gave a lot more proof to the Word of God. And can I tell you that the Word of God, they were literally almost identical in how they spoke and what they said. Maybe a few errors in words, but it didn't change the validity of God's Word. And the Bible was written over a span of 1,500 years. That's a long period. But it doesn't contradict itself in any way. So the arguments of people that have these arguments, test it. You test it. Don't just believe what you hear. Come on. Don't just believe what you hear. Put it to practice. Put it to use. There's a lot of people that don't believe in Christ. There's a lot of people that don't want anything to do with the word and want something to do with Christ. But let me tell you, you got to have both because you would never hear of Jesus and what he's done for you if you didn't have the word. How did you hear? By the word. Someone preached it. What were they preaching? They're preaching the word of God, the Bible, right? And what has brought into your life? Faith. That's where faith comes. Faith to what? Believe and to receive so that you could be saved and not go to hell, but go to heaven. Now, I want to start with one truth today, and that is the authority of the believer. The authority of the believer. I'm going to read quite a bit of scriptures out of Ephesians. Again, I'm not going to have time to even talk about where your authority comes from and all that, but I'm going to start this, okay? Everybody doing okay? Okay. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16. So in order to understand our authority, we've got to understand where we get it from, okay? We've got to understand where we get it from. In John 19, verse 30, Jesus said, it is finished. Well, what is finished? Everything that he was set out and called and purposed to do, it was done. What, what was that? Well, sin defeated. Sin's defeated. The enemy defeated. Demons Demonic power, spiritual wickedness, defeated. It is finished. See, I don't think we understand the importance of that because if we did, as Christians and believers, we wouldn't be dominated by the spiritual wickedness of this world. We wouldn't be dominated by sickness. We wouldn't be dominated by demons. We wouldn't be dominated by Satan himself. No, we would understand that we are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We would understand that we, all we really have to do, if you want to get down to it, is rest. 
Rest in the finished work of Jesus Christ. What does resting look like? Sit back, take a chill pill, and rest in him. Rest is praising him. Rest is standing in his word. Sometimes we think we have to spiritually warfare and fight. And look, I understand it, but you really, how do you even do that? You just thank God for what he's already done for you. You're not trying to get something to you. You're trying to get yourself to the place where he is already at. You get people that will screen their brains out praying for God to move on their behalf when God's like, I've already done it. What are you doing? Rest. It's finished. I'll probably cause some feathers to rough, but it's all right. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16. I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. This is Paul speaking to the church of Ephesus. Now, this letter was written when he was in prison. This is one of the four letters that was written in prison. And he right now is admonishing them and helping them understand what they have in God. Really, the context or the core scripture of this book or letter is found in Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. So Paul is about to explain those spiritual blessings that they have in Christ Jesus, okay? So in verse, seven, or verse, eight, or verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. Now, this scripture probably sounds very familiar to a lot of people, right? Maybe you've even quoted it before. And it says, having the eyes of your heart enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believes? This is really important right here. And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards you who believe? Belief is a starting point. Belief. Say belief. According to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand or his right hand in heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he has put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Now go to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Is it okay if we read a little bit of the Bible? Ephesians chapter 3. Verse 14, it says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory he may grant unto you or grant you to be strengthened with power, strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through what? Through faith. How does Christ dwell in your heart? Well, through faith. How did you get saved? Through faith. By grace, through faith, you are saved. That you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints or with all of us, the believers, people, the men and women of Jesus Christ, to know what is the breadth, the length, the height, and the depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. 
Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or even think, according to the power at work within us, according to the power at work within us, there is power working in you today. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. The month of April, I want to encourage you to do something. I want you to take these two prayers, because that's what they are. Paul is encouraging the church of Ephesus. And I want you, for the whole month of April, if you can, every single day of April, I want you to pray these two specific prayers. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16 through 23, and then also Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 through 21. 21. And I want you, every place where you see it says you, I want you to put your name. I want you to put your name. So, for instance, if you go to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16 or verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give Jacob the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of my hearts enlightened, that I may know what is the hope to which he has called me, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. And if you keep on reading, you put you or your name in the places where it says you, them, or sorry, yeah, you, them, your. Does that make sense? And I want everybody in this church to take time every single day. If you can, I'm going to do it morning and night myself. And I want you to pray these two prayers because I believe that you're going to grow in revelation and knowledge of who he is. I believe this month that you're going to grow, month of April, sorry, you're going to grow in the knowledge of who Jesus Christ is. What does that mean? Well, you're going to have an understanding of who he is because if you can understand who he is, you'll know who you are. And if you can know your identity in Christ, everything else, <laughs> it don't matter because you know who you are. You know whose you are. And things may come against you. You may go through things. But when you begin to know and have revelation of who Jesus is in your life, man, you'll know that you overcome those things through him. But I believe that you're going to see spiritual growth. And I believe that you're going to grow in the knowledge of God's word more than ever before in this month of April. Can you believe with me as a church? Can you believe it to me, with me today through not just hearing it, but also doing it? By applying it. Think about it. If every single one of us in this house today started at the month of April, morning and night, praying these prayers over ourselves. And if you even want to go further by praying those prayers over your kids, by praying those prayers over your church, praying those kids over your family, praying them over friends, see that the spirit of revelation and knowledge, see the Holy Spirit strengthen them. I mean, literally what these scriptures are saying, see it happen. Remember, it's important that we pray the word of God over ourselves. Your battle is not through flesh and blood. We don't wrestle flesh and blood. No. We know that it's a spiritual battle. Ephesians 6, 12 says this, For we do not wrestle against the flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. So, we have to know this, that we have authority through Jesus Christ. It is finished, right? The same power that raised him from the dead, just like the scripture says in Ephesians chapter 1, is in you. The same power, it says it right here, 
that he, or the greatness of his power towards you who believes according to the working of his great might that he did in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under your feet or under God's feet and gave him as head, Jesus, over all things to the church. So that prayer or that word, that scripture or those set of scriptures, we speak it over ourselves. We come with an understanding and knowledge that we have power. You have authority. Say, I have authority. You have authority over Satan, your adversary, the devil. You have authority over demonic forces. You have authority over evil spirits. You have authority over the influence of the enemy. You have authority. See, our combat with the devil should always be with an understanding that we have authority over him because he is defeated. He is defeated. He's defeated. He's defeated. Who defeated him? The Lord Jesus Christ defeated him. When he went to that cross, when he died, and he stole the keys from death, hell, and the grave, when he rose again three days later, he defeated him. And we, being Christians, being believers, being bought in and purchased through that blood of Jesus, becoming one with him, well, we know that salvation is what? We died with him, and we are raised together with him. That's the gospel, right? That's what the new birth is. That's how we are born again. Without him, we'd be nothing. See, the authority that we have in Christ and I really want to help some people right now. It's not just for a select few, but it's for everyone, all believers. It's for all those that belong to, or all those that belong in Christ. Say, I belong in Christ. It belongs to those, that are, those who are his children. Are you his child today? How do you know? His word tells you. Your faith tells you in his word, right? You're his child. It belongs to those who rightly come under the lordship of Jesus. He's your Lord. He's your king. You're a citizen of heaven. You're part of a different kingdom, translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Praise God. So the question is, why do we still feel defeated? Why do we still feel like we're losing the battle? Why do I still feel like I'm not overcoming? Well, I don't have time to tell you why. Because <laughs> I've already preached for 40 minutes. And it's all right, though. But what I am going to do in kind of closing it off, because I'm going to go into it next week. I need you to be here next week. Because next week you're going to get free. Next week you're going to understand what you have in Christ. But what I want to say right now in closing this, I want you to take this next week and pray. I want you to pray. If you're filled in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, pray in tongues. Build yourself up on your most holy faith. If you didn't know, this is a spirit-filled church, and we believe in the Holy Ghost that he's still working today, and the gifts of the Spirit are still in operation today, and that believers still speak in tongues. If you want to get filled today, you can come to the altar, and I'll lay my hands on you, and you'll get filled. The same way you got saved, you can get filled in the Holy Ghost. It's not just for a select few. It's for all. 
But in saying that, I want you to pray this week. I want you to pray. And whatever thing that you're going up against, I want you to write it down. And I want you to bring that piece of paper with you. And you're going to lay it at the altar. And I'm going to preach a message next week. And you're going to bring it at the altar. And I believe whatever thing that is dominating you, whether it's a sickness, whether it's something going on mentally, whether it's something, whatever the case may be, maybe you're praying and believing God to do something. It could be crazy. It could be something that it just it doesn't seem like it's possible. Can I tell you, without God, all things are possible. I mean, you're his children. I mean, I have a son. Can I tell you right now, I want my son to have good things. I want my son to be blessed. Why wouldn't God want the same for his children? Sometimes we get into this false humility. God wants you blessed. He wants you prosperous. Tell me otherwise. Come on, we can sit down and talk about it. Tell me where he wants you to constantly be and suffer. I just don't see it in Scripture. Now, you will go through things. Oh, yeah, you will. But you can go through things still knowing who you are in Christ, still being a victor in those things. See, that's the difference. I can still go through things and feel the pressure and feel the weight of it, but I know who I am. And that's how I know I got victory, you know. So I don't look at the circumstance, and that dictates who I am. No, I'm his. You are his. You're a victor. You are triumphing in Christ. But the situation says something else. That's understandable. I get it. That's fine. The doctor says something else. Okay, that's truth. That's fact. But there's a greater truth. We say, well, that's just hogwash. That's crazy. No, that's faith. How can you believe in salvation, going to heaven? You are crazy to think. You've never met God. You've never seen Jesus. But you believe that you're going to die and go to heaven. But you're having a hard time believing just for things on this earth. Come on. God has called you to a greater way of living. And I pray that this week, as you pray and spend time, that even in this week, you're going to get breakthrough. Whatever it may be, whatever. But I want you to write that prayer request or write that thing. You know, you can conceal it, you can cover it. Just write it on a piece of paper, fold it a thousand times if you want to. And put it at the altar whenever we do praise and worship. I'll remind you. But bring something if you have something. Everybody should have something that you have need of. Whatever it may be. And pray on it. Ask God. You know, it's important that you talk to God about things that you need to be believing for. We should always be believing for things. Don't ever be at a place where you're not believing for nothing. That's a scary place to be when you think you got it all. It doesn't have to be material things. Can I help you today? Look, the church has fallen into that false reality. It's not material. Don't be mistaken. <laughs> I don't need more stuff. I want all of him. I want to grow in the anointing. I want to grow in the gift and the calling and the grace that he's given me. How about you? I want to see this church grow. I want to see your family grow. I want to see that everything that we do be effective. I want to see us have a greater footprint in this area. I want to see the actual word that God has given our church of multiplication come to fruition within your life. If you don't have a prayer, baby, put that down. Be in agreement with it. Amen. Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.